Got some good stuff this morning for you guys, so let's see how you handle it. First and foremost, when could the Open Championship have been played? Was there a window for that tournament? There was a window. It was last week during the Punta Cana, which is always a secondary event to, to one of the majors anyway. So why not last week? We missed a good opportunity there. What do you think, Mark? Yeah, well, I mean, the European Tour is playing every other event. I mean, they played the Irish Open. They're playing the Scottish Open. The women got to play the Scottish Open and the Open Championship. They've resurrected just about every one of their major events except the Open Championship. To Maddie's point, what we could have done is we could have had the Sanderson Farms, which is this week. That could have moved to the weekend after the U.S. Open, where we played in the Dominican. And then this week, you could have played the Open Championship. So you would have gone U.S. Open, basically, uh, you know, the Sanderson, the week after that. And then gone to the Open Championship, and then a month later, yeah, you go to the Masters. I mean, that would have been absolutely epic. What's better than that? Yeah. So I mean, uh, yeah, I think I don't know. I think the I think the European Tour and the PGA Tour didn't get along in trying to select a date. But I, I agree. Let me let me just throw this out. I mean, we know what the weather can be like in July at the Open Championship. I mean, we've seen burned out just dry golf courses we've seen guys bundled up like me in wind and rain in july can you imagine what you would get right now at the open championship i've always heard that if you're thinking about a golf trip uh going to europe that september is one of the better months anyway yeah of course we're out of september but it would have been in september had this happened last week it would have been epic it would it would have been really awesome yeah so So, again nobody consults with us Big-time radio show like this. Speaking of those masters, those are coming up in November. And we've also got the Women's U.S. Open down at our guy Jack Burke's place at the Champions Club in Houston. That'll be in December. So give me your wilder weather prediction. Masters in November or Women's U.S. Open in December? I think November uh, in this part of the country is so rainy, especially the second and third week. I mean, I... Um, I, I've said this before, you know, we, we had a, a tournament that I helped um, run for a long time, the Carolina Invitational, a four-ball event over at Carolina Golf Club. And, you know, for the first couple of years, we had we used we did it in the second week of November, and it always rained. And now we moved it to the first week of November, and it's always pretty good, although it's kind of kind of like today. It's chilly in the morning, but great in the afternoon. So I just I think I think it's the Masters because I think the potential for rain and, and cool weather that can be miserable. So I think it's November, Mark. Well, here's the interesting part is that um, when you look at Augusta in November, traditionally the high temperature is average around 67 degrees. The low is around 47 degrees. And they generally get about uh, two and a half inches of rain on average. When you go to Houston, Texas in December, the high drops to 63. Now right. the low is still 48. So from a low average, low perspective, they're about the same right. from an average high perspective in Augusta, you're getting about four more degrees. So I think in November at Augusta and, and we play in the Carolina invitation yeah. right around the same time, you know, we know that we can get uh, 35 degrees in, you know, starting out at eight o'clock in the morning, but by 
two o'clock in the afternoon, it can be 75 degrees and be gorgeous. We also know that there's a lot of wind potential and there's some bad weather potential. I actually think it could be worse in Houston because, and maybe we should ask this question to Brad, because a lot of times that jet stream dips down through Texas and comes back up before Georgia. So I have a feeling that the women's open in Houston, they could get 75 degrees one day. They could get like, uh, ice storm the yeah, next yeah. so i just think it could be much wilder weather yeah, I, but i think they're both going to be fun to watch yeah. which is do i wanted the open championship right now five weeks away five weeks to the masters the nfl a lot of fantasy football lineups in flux with the cancellation of the Titans steelers game should the titans be forced to play without the five players who have been known to test positive well uh, they had another, two more tested positive last last night so I, I i don't think they should be forced to play no i, I wouldn't they can play it later here's my thing you know you look at football and we're just going to go local here to charlotte charlotte was pl- planning on playing some of their games with like squad or practice squad you know in college they just call it squad players offensive linemen because they were down so many players right. but yet here in the nfl you know they canceled the game with five players being out. I mean, yeah. I know they had two more players. I understand. But, uh, you know, it's – so I, you knew something like with this was going to happen. Maybe, maybe they should have had some protocols in play. What is it? Is one player acceptable? Yeah. Is two. Yeah. Three? What's what's your cutoff point? That's the problem I have with it and, and why this question is that at what point do you say it? If, if it's one guy, are you canceling everything? Is it two? I mean, well, I think, I think too, that we have to keep in mind that, you know, if the more people that have it, the more exposed the other players are. And so maybe you're heading it off at the pass. I, you know, that's the only thing I could come up with on that. Well, it's funny. Cause like, you know, they played the, they played the Vikings, yeah. no Vikings tested positive. Right. And you know, they mingled after the game because it, it happens well, every they, week, whether they're supposed to or not. And, uh, you know, it's been very it's been somewhat limited. Uh, so it's very interesting. I saw a stat the other day because I still get my Clemson stats from the president. Right. Um, the president, I'd say. No, the president of Clemson. Oh, <laughs> um, their are testing positive rate for their athletes is like one point nine percent. Really? Yeah. Okay. And they're get. I mean, the football players are getting tested three times a week. Yeah. Right. So anyway, uh, I don't know. I, again. Give me a protocol. Give me some kind of um, yeah. What's where, where's what's the, the number? Where's the line? Yeah, what's right. the number yeah. of play? You know, and the staff. The st- don't give me the staff numbers. Yeah. The staff's not playing. I mean, I yeah, I get it. Your offensive coordinator, but whatever. You know, I mean, you can you can put him in a giant bubble up in the up in the booth, man. Nobody else is up there. MLB expanded postseason at some wild card best of three series. If it continues to go well. What kind of case would it make for an expanded playoff in the future? Well, I mean, here's what I think we should do about MLB. Why don't we make it a 100-game season, which does open up the possibility to have uh, more more playoff games. You know, and, and by having a 100-game season, you could actually not start in late March like they have been doing the past couple of years where it's, you know, 22 degrees in Chicago. <laughs> uh, you, could, you could start on maybe April 15th and run it through, uh, like, uh, late August and then have an expanded playoff from there. That's, I, I just think 162 games is crazy. Well, you know, here's the problem is that you start looking at um, from the perspective of the standings. So, you know, three games, expanding playoffs is always great. The problem is, do you end up getting teams with losing records? Houston, uh, 29 and 31 getting into the playoffs. Uh, 
you know, and, and that's what my concern would be is that, you know, Milwaukee was 29 and, yeah. and this is a shortened season. So now if you're talking about a hundred games, even 120 games, do, I mean, 162 games is still, it seems a lot. Um, generally after a hundred games, you know, we always know in baseball, what July, yeah. you know, who's, who's yeah, you got a an contender idea. and who's not you got an idea. after the all-star break, you have an idea. So the problem is you start getting teams into the playoffs with an expanded playoffs that, you know, maybe don't necessarily deserve to be there. And then they go into a, th- a best of two, uh, a best of three series and they light it up for two games and they punt out a really good team. So that's always the concern. We see it in the NFL every once in a while, right. a seven and nine team gets in. Maybe they win that first round game, but they don't traditionally typically not. No. So that's my concern is that do you start letting in mediocrity if you expand the baseball, no matter how many games it is? So I don't know. I mean, the, the dollar will speak and maybe this is an opportunity for MLB to say, well, you know, everybody seemed to like this expanded playoff. So yeah. let's go ahead and run with that. And they're sitting over there going, cha-ching, cha-ching. <laughs> so that's my concern. Television time. The last one for you guys with Tiger Woods committing to play in the Zoso. We're looking at probably three more starts in 2020. What are we going to get, and how's 2021 looking for old Tiger Woods? Well, the way I'm seeing Tiger these days is, um, you know, we, we, we know all the history of his surgeries and things. Uh, I think I think Tiger can win, but I think it's going to take uh, special circumstances. He's going to have – I mean, when, you, when you're playing in the, in the tournaments he's playing in, you're talking about the strongest fields there are. And so I think, you know, he's going to win one here and there, but I don't I, – I, as time goes on, Bill – uh, 2021, 22. I think that, I think that the possibility of that lessens a little bit. I, that's how I see it. Yeah. I mean, uh, number one, he, doesn't he still need a sponsor exemption to get into the Zozo? I think he does. <laughs> no, he doesn't. <laughs> he won last year. I, I know, but I think he still needs some kind of exemption to get in because of, uh, where he, he really? yeah. Cause he's wow. fallen far enough down in the I world rankings that. at this yeah. point. But I mean, I'm sure he's going to get a past champion or some kind of exemption. I mean, no doubt. Yeah. But, um, you know, he's, I, I've got him playing three more times. I've basically got him playing in the Zozo, mm-hmm. which might actually work out well because he plays in the Zozo. And then a couple weeks later is the Masters. Mm-hmm. You know, we always talk about him not being prepped for a major championship. The Zozo being moved and, uh, you know, kind of works out nicely for him that he plays in it. He gets a couple weeks and he comes back and he plays in the Masters. Oh, yeah. And then a month later, he gets to play in his uh, his uh, hero, challenge, hero challenge. And that's right. pretty much going to be it. Yeah. When you start looking at schedules going forward, um, you know, do we traditionally see Tiger come back out when we usually do? In other words, do we see him at the Farmers in yeah. January, January at Torrey yeah. Pines? Mm-hmm. Do we see him uh, at the API in March? Mm-hmm. And then we roll right into the next week at the Players. You know, I think that's what we get. I don't Does, know if do we you think he'll skip the WGC in Mexico. I mean, probably. Yeah, so. he's not playing yeah, that. Right. I, my next thing was the WGC in uh, at the, the match play right. in the middle of March, because then he plays that and that sets you up, um, what, one, two, three weeks later to play in the Masters. So I think you're going to traditionally see that. The big thing will be, does he play in the Wells Fargo at Quail? Because two weeks later is the PGA Championship. Yeah. So, again, you get back to this traditional schedule, it could set up nicely for him. So we'll see how that goes. Anyway, questions today brought to you by Charlotte Comfort Systems, where your comfort is their business. Log on to charlottecomfortsystems.com. And don't forget, Charlotte Comfort Systems has a best price guarantee. When we come back, Bill Bender of the Sporting News will join us. We are live at the Divide. 
Mark Greenhouse, Matt Blanchard, Liberty Bill, nice and cozy, warm back in the studio. You're listening to the Golf Shop Radio Network.